When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. If this is your first time joining us, when I say us, this is you and me, really. This is our program. Welcome. And if you're a repeat uh, listener, thank you for for joining us. And we're talking about recovery in this program. This program is about staying in the moment. It's called In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. And and I'm coming to you live recorded from lovely downtown Palm Springs in the uh, studios of iHub Radio. And I'm glad to have a, a platform to try to um, share a, a loving, heartfelt message with you, the listener. And, and maybe this is something that, uh, that you can share with somebody that you know who might be suffering, somebody... If not yourself, maybe you have a loved one who is suffering and, and um, they're either they're not in recovery and they need to be in recovery or they're stuck in recovery. They're in the revolving door of recovery and they can't get out. And this program is, is designed for you or that person. This program is a program about recovery. Recovery from what? Well, you know, recovery is usually for people who are suffering. And many of us, think we know what we're suffering from. But some of us who come into the 12-step program discover that uh, we might be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Many of us come into recovery and ultimately discover that we're suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. That's a quote out of a book called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 44. We're going to be using the big book um, and its sister publication, the 12 and 12, 12 Steps and 12 12 Traditions, as a point of reference uh, throughout our program. But I'm telling you, we're not, this program, while we're talking about the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and using it as a point of reference for its timeless and universal wisdom, this program is not tailored to the alcoholic or the alcoholism per se. Our program and our message, our program, yours and mine, this program is tailored to anybody suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. This program is tailored to anybody who is stuck. This is tailored to anybody who is stuck in denial and they don't know that they've got a problem. Or this is for people who have slipped through the trap door of awareness and they can't seem to get back to the other side of blissful ignorance. And they know they've got a real problem. They know they've got a real problem. However, and there we are, stuck in no man's land. No man's land is the place between the trap door and the other side. And it's and it's a terribly dark, lonely, frustrating place to be for for humans. At least it was for me. At 
least it was for me. You know, today we're going to be talking about extreme behavior and acting out. Recovery is all about calming down. Recovery is about changing our vibration. They call it a spiritual condition, if you will. Okay. I like, to, I like to call it a vibration. There's a book called The Alchemy of Prayer. I don't know who the author is, but The Alchemy of Prayer, this book, talked about a few things. They talked about, among other things, they talked about guardian angels, and they talked about vibrations. And I know when they were talking about vibrations, they were talking about the spiritual condition. So many of us survivalists come out of the womb and we vibrate in this, in this me-first vibration. It's a very manic, um, nervous, unsettling, fear-driven vibration. Happily, many of us calm down during the course of our life and we move away from this self-centered survival instincts and we move towards something called unconditional love, you know. Or maybe we don't, but we move toward the center point. You know, we're going to be talking about extreme behavior. Actors, all of us, at some point in our lives, we were terrified at, at becoming the hole in the donut. It's all about our identity. We need to call attention to ourselves. And we act out in order to express ourselves, to express our feelings, to express our hurts, to express our identity. And it's called acting out. And somewhere, acting out is extreme behavior. Somewhere in the big book I read that most of us who come into recovery either want to be on top of the heap or hiding underneath it. We're extreme, we're, we're drama queens, we're, we're extreme behavioralists. We either want all or nothing. We either want to be full throttle or we want to turn the car off, okay? There's nothing balanced about this survival, instinctual survival mentality. And so many of us, I believe all of us are wired to some degree or another with that. It's called the flight or fight response. Fight or flight is extreme behavior. We're going to be talking about finding the center point today. Recovery is about finding the center point. Recovery is about getting out of those polar extreme behaviors. Recovery is about not being a political extremist. Recovery is not about being a self-righteous religious extremist. Recovery is not about drama at all. Recovery is about finding the center. You know, God, the God of my understanding, the God that Toby found, is right smack dab down the center. He's a God of neutrality, a God of equal scales, a God of compassion and love and tolerance. He can be a God that disciplines his children too. Be sure of that. Be sure of that. But where we're going with this is somewhere between the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat is God. It's about finding the center point. It's about practicing something called mindfulness. We're going to be talking about that today. Mindfulness 
is about being still. It's about being in this moment. It's about practicing something called gratitude. And we're going to be talking about that today. These are tools that we can start to adopt. And believe me, you will discover them and you will adopt them if you do the 12-step method of recovery. If you get in and trust God and clean house and help others, you will someday feel as though God has placed you in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. And that's where we want to be. We want to be centered and grounded and balanced. That's recovery. That is a sane and useful life. That's, that's sobriety. Sobriety is about being at peace in the moment. And it, and it, it happens in recovery. It happens when we clean house and we calm down. It happens when we clean house and calm down. We stop acting out. And when we come back, I'm going to be talking about something called the traditions. There's the 12 steps and there's the 12 traditions. The 12 traditions, I'm going to touch on those, but they talk about getting along with people. I don't know about you, but my sobriety is contingent on my ability to get along with people. It's contingent on my ability to get along with people. And what I can tell you is that when I'm calm and I'm centered, it's got the, the ripple effect. It calms other people around me. I tend to get along better with people. I tend to get along better with people when I'm calm, when I'm in the moment. When I'm pissed off and angry about the past or upset and anxious about the future, it's all about me now, okay? And it's unsettling. People like to be around people who are calm. And all I know is when I get along better with people, I get along better with myself. When I nurture and cultivate my relationships with other people, it's a way of nurturing and cultivating my relationship with myself. And there's recovery. There's recovery in a nutshell. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about something called codependency. We're going to be touching on that. But we're going to be touching about a lot of things. We're going to be touching on the message. We're going to be touching on emotions. We're going to be touching on fear and anger and attitude and conflict and identity. These are all things that we're going to be touching on during the next few segments of this program. And it's all about avoiding extreme behavior and acting out so we can maintain balance and calm and get to the other side. Be right back in a minute. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now on iHub Radio. Well, 
We're talking about recovery today. Isn't that a surprise? It is our program in this moment. I'm your host, Toby C., here on iHub Radio. If you ever want to drop me a line, feel free to shoot me an email, tobyc at iHubRadio.com. Actually, the producer tells me that if we don't get any emails, it's a good thing. <laughs> no news is good news, so that's good. But uh, I'll definitely respond to you if, you if you want to shoot me over a message. Anyway, we're talking about recovery. We're talking about the 12-step program. We're talking about extreme behavior. We're talking about acting out. Why do people act out? What is all this extreme behavior? Well... I do believe, um, I'm in another 12-step program. I'm in a program called Codependence Anonymous. And I like Codependence Anonymous because CODA, that's the short name for Codependence Anonymous, is about um, the desire to have healthy and loving relationships with other people. That's the only requirement. And I mentioned earlier that my sobriety, I, I, am, a, uh, uh, I am a recovered alcoholic, just for today, thank you. But part of my recovery and part of me maintaining this so-called sobriety and this center line and this balance and this grounding that I've achieved through trusting God, cleaning house, and helping others, part of it has to do with getting along with other people and understanding codependent behavior and acting out with extreme behavior is perilous to my relationships with other people. One thing that I discovered in CODA, and it's a fact, that all of us who come out of the womb, we come out pure, unadulterated survivalists. We come out of the womb and there's two things that are paramount to our survival. We need love and security. And anything that impedes our ability to experience love or threatens our security, it's a fight. Of course, as an infant, we're, we're at the mercy of whoever. But as we grow up, some of us, many of us, including yours truly, I forgot to shed these survival instincts. And... And it was all about who could I put the bite on today to make sure that I feel love and that I feel secure, right? And it's about this unhealthy, passive-aggressive behavior, either dominating people or submitting to their, their wills and their whims, all right? Nothing balanced about it. Recovery is about balance. Healthy and loving relationships with people is about balance. Instincts. So much of our instincts, the fourth step in the 12-step program is about house cleaning. And it talks about instincts on rampage balk at investigation. In the fourth step, where so much recovery takes place and so many discoveries are made, we find that these instinctive drives to, to dominate or to be dominated are, are not only unhealthy, but they're perilous to our survival and certainly our sanity and our sobriety. Absolutely. I want to 
One word that I really recently discovered, and I want to share it with you during this segment because we've got a short segment here before we get into the, the nuggets of recovery from the big book. I want to share with you a word called hyperbole. Hyperbole is defined as an unreal exaggeration in order to emphasize the real situation. Let me repeat that again. Hyperbole is an unreal exaggeration in order to emphasize the real situation. Extreme behavior and acting out is all done in the sense of, of calling attention to what we feel is important. And I don't know about you, but I always had trouble expressing myself or having people listen to me. And so what I learned how to use was drama or hyperbole in order to get people's attention, in order to say, look at me, listen to me, I would use hyperbole and I would exaggerate. And you know, exaggeration is a form of the imagination. And I love the, the, the big book tells us that, you know, we all have the imagination. The problem was our total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. See, hyperbole and exaggeration definitely take the imagination, but it's not the imagination pointed at the right objective. See, it's the imagination in order to point the objective at ourselves. That's hyperbole. Whereas pointing our imagination toward the right objective would be to point our imagination toward the objective and that objective, which is God. You know, we talked about self-will. You know, there's two types of will, and we've talked about this before. There's willingness, which is God's will, and there's self-will, which is our will. Check this out. It is when we tried to make our will conform with God's that we began to use it rightly. Our whole trouble had been the misuse of willpower. We had tried to bombard our problems with it instead of attempting to bring it into agreement with God's intention for us. What they're talking about here in the 12 and 12, they're talking about God's will. They're talking about calming down. They're talking about not acting out with all this polarizing, extreme, dramatic behavior. Calming down and realizing maybe, just maybe, everything isn't wrong. Maybe, just maybe, everything is right where it's supposed to be. Maybe, maybe everything that's happening is because it's God's will. And that's recovery. God's will, my friend, is in the center point. Self-will is in the extremities. People who act out with political or religious extreme behavior are not at the center point. Fear is contagious. And so is faith and calm. 
You can go out there and spread fear all day long that everything's not right. And believe me, it will spread like hellfire. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, part of recovery and calming down is to spread calm. And I've said this before, you and your loved one are going to get better. And you're going to be able to spread calm. And it starts by moving away from this extreme behavior and this acting out and coming back to the center where God and faith and peace in this sense that all is well. When we come back, we're going to be getting into the nuggets of the big book and the 12 and 12 and having some fun with staying away from acting out and extreme behavior. This is Toby. See you in a bit. moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Welcome back. We're talking about extreme behavior and acting out and why some people can't get sober or why some people can't stay sober. And it's about slipping into old behavior or never outgrowing and overcoming the old behavior to begin with. And that's really recovery in a nutshell is recovery is a, is a, bit, is a metamorphosis. Something changes, something happens to the sufferer when we come into recovery. And those of us who are given the gift of desperation and have the willingness to listen as only the dying can, can do, those are the people who tend to get it, tend to get it. It's interesting, recovery, I hear all kinds of statistics about, you know, 6% or 12% are the only ones who really make it. You know something, my experience is people who trust God, clean house, and help others, I haven't seen one fail yet. I haven't seen one person relapse yet who trusted God, cleaned house, and really helps others. It's the ones who stop helping others. It's the ones who stop going to meetings. It's the ones who, who slip from that calm spiritual condition back into that agitated, manic, fear-driven paralysis. Those are the people... 100% of the time, I've never seen one that, that stayed sober that pulled away from the program. I'm sure there's are, there are those who come in, they get a tune-up in recovery, and they go on and, and live their wonderful life. They're called normies. I'm not a normie. Most of my circle, they're not normies. No, we're people, we're, um, we're people who suffer from the double bind. It's called the obsession of the mind and the allergy of the body, and it's a form of insanity. And it's an insanity that's stoked by extreme behavior and acting out. And that's what we're talking about today. If you want to get better, if your loved one wants to get better, first of all, they got to hit bottom and, and be given the gift of desperation. If your loved one has not hit bottom, would you please get out of the way? 
I know we hate to see a loved one suffer. And I know we're terrified at the prospect that, that somebody we love or care about might die. But guess what? That might be God's will. And get out of the way. Because if you're propping this sufferer up with money or comfort, you might be interfering with spiritual progress. I've read and I've come to believe that only those who are given the gift of desperation, only through great suffering, do we get something called discipline. And only through discipline do we become obedient. And only through obedient do we understand what we need to be obedient to, and that's God's will. I'll tell you what Toby wants to be obedient to. I want to be obedient to maintaining healthy and loving relationships with my fellow man, see? Acting out with extreme behavior is not maintaining a healthy relationship with my fellow man. It always, it always ends badly. Somebody's getting their feelings hurt. Somebody's acting out. You know, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate, even though our intentions were good. So sorry. Just calm down. That's the deal. And, you know, it's about mindfulness. I want to talk about, I, I want to share with you a, a, a little trick about calming down and moving away from polarizing extreme behavior and into this center line. It's, it's the meeting room. It's the home group meeting. I want to share this with you for a minute. I discovered the beauty of the home group meeting. This is a place where I go to once a day. I like a 7 a.m. meeting because I'm, I still work. I'm in construction, and I just love starting my day with an attitude adjustment. And I like going to my 7 a.m. meeting and practicing something called mindfulness. And mindfulness is about being grateful. And, and what I do is I go to my home group meeting and I try to get there before the meeting starts. And I stay in my seat for the entire hour. And I never leave it. And I sit all the way down. And I listen. And I think about it. And if I'm inspired by the leader's share or something that I heard, read in the Daily Reflections, I'll try to share from the heart a couple loving, encouraging words for the newcomer, you know, that they can get this thing. And it's a beautiful place to practice mindfulness. And it's about being still. It's about being in the moment. You know, resentment is the number one offender. When you get to step four and you start doing the house cleaning, you'll read that, that it destroys more alcoholics than anything else. Resentment is the number one offender. Hey, check this out. I read and I certainly believe and I've experienced that you can't be grateful and resentful at the same time. There you go. So I got a lot to be resentful about. But for an hour at 7 a.m. in the morning, I try to practice mindfulness and it makes me grateful, man. I'm telling you. I go off on, on into my day and it's no longer another episode of Survivor, okay? I go out in the day and my whole attitude has changed. I go out into the day after my home group meeting in the morning and I've got this, I, I have a whole new pair of glasses I'm looking at the world. All of a sudden, hey, what's right with everything in front of me instead of what's wrong 
with everything in front of me. It's called an attitude adjustment. What's right with everything that's in front of me instead of what's wrong with everything in front of me. That is a trick and a tool how to stay still and stay away from extreme behavior and acting out. When I came into recovery, I discovered that part of my problem was shame. I didn't even know it. And I discovered, thank God, you know, during my house cleaning and my inventories with a trusted soul who was willing to sit in and listen to my entire story, I discovered that my behavior, these survival instincts, this acting out, this extreme behavior that stoked my identity, put me in constant conflict and collision with other people. And I could not get along with people for the life of me. And I couldn't understand why. Why couldn't I get along with other people? Why couldn't I get along with myself? Why couldn't I stop drinking? Why couldn't I stop acting out? You know, drinking and drugging and gambling and sex and food, and it's all acting out, my friend. It's a... It's... It's a condition of a deeper underlying symptom, okay? There's something deep down in us that's going on. And there's the illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And the 12-step program, my friend, is about finding a God of your understanding. But the beautiful part about the 12-step program is, is we have love and tolerance of others. And we allow each person to adopt their own conception of a power greater than themselves. It's, it's called being open-minded to all forms of spiritual concepts. And when we're open-minded to all forms of spiritual concepts, there's nothing to worry about. All is well. It's when we're narrow-minded where we start to get into trouble. Narrow-mindedness you know, closes that door that allows the light to come in and to keep us calm. It's a fear. It's a self-centered fear. It's a fear that's not in the present moment. It's a fear of losing something that we worked hard to get or it's a fear of not getting something that we really want. And there's nothing about gratitude and being in the moment with that type of mentality. For me, what happened when I finally cleaned house, especially it happened in the four-step inventory, I commenced to outgrow fear, first of all, and I started to discover the root causes of my shame. And the root causes of my shame was unhealthy, passive-aggressive behavior in relationships with other people. And there was the conflict. I just thought that I didn't like myself. No, my problem was I couldn't get along sufficiently with other people. And they hurt me. And they mistreated me. And because people hurt me and they mistreated me, they hurt my self-esteem and they made me feel like what's wrong with me. And then the self-destructive behavior happened. Get it? 
that self-destructive behavior happened because of low self-esteem. Low self-esteem happened because people kept mistreating me and hurting me. And people kept mistreating me and hurting me because I kept acting out with extreme behavior as this, this nutty, manic survivalist. And I didn't need to do that. You know, they say grow up. You know, when people say grow up, you know what they're really saying? Calm down. They're really saying that you're not immature. What they're really saying is everything is not as bad as you think it is. That's what they're really saying. And why don't you just chill? Why don't you just change your message a little bit? And that's what recovery is all about. Trusting God and cleaning house is about changing our message. And the message is that all is well. That, that, that somehow all of our needs are being provided. That we may not have all we want, but we got all we need. One of my favorite prayers, it used to be down at the ABC Recovery Center in India. It was about 20 years ago. And they used to have this big sign behind the podium in the dining room. And it was, and it was the gratitude prayer. And the gratitude prayer was this. God, if I can't have the things I want, please help me to want the things that I have today. Today. Just for today. Tomorrow's a crapshoot. Yesterday's done, man. It's, it's over. But I've got to be grounded and centered in the moment. And I swear to you, my friend, you're going to get this, man. If you learn how to ground yourself and find that center point and get out of this extreme polarizing mentality and behavior, you're going to find peace which surpasses all comprehension. You're going to experience a peace that's going to guard your heart and your mind like you've never experienced. It is going to be the most liberating experience to know that you never have to really act out again. You can't recover from something unless you know what you're recovering from. One of my favorite quotes, you know, is when I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. When I stopped living in the problem, that's extreme behavior and acting out and began living in the answer that's calm and faith. The problem went away. So, so there you have it, my friend. I mean, it is so, it's simple, but it's not easy. If you're like me, and you spend a lifetime of practicing me first, and I will stomp on and step on and climb on whoever I got to be to be the top dog, to all of a sudden have this paradigm shift in value. And what's really important is what recovery is all about. At the end of the day, we all discover that our real purpose, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and those about us. Calm down. It's all okay, and you're going to get it. And you're also going to help somebody else get it. We're going to talk about that during our closing segment. You're going to get this. Stand by. I'll be right back.
in a world of overstimulation. You've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Well, we've been talking about recovery, obviously. That's what our show's about. But we're talking about extreme behavior and acting out. And I'll tell you, nothing can keep the human spirit from, from getting better and healing than extreme behavior and acting out. Extreme behavior and acting out is all about self-will. It's all about self-will. And I just wanted to touch on a couple of things here that um, for me, I've, you know, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, my home group's tired of hearing this, but I'm going to say it again for you, that my sobriety is contingent upon my ability to maintain healthy and loving and calm and peaceful relationships with other people. And when I maintain a healthy and calm relationship with other people, it's a form of maintaining a healthy and calm relationship with the God of my understanding. See, I experience God through other people. The God of my understanding speaks to me through other people. I do believe in guardian angels, and I do believe that God places people in front of me at the right time and at the right place for me. And I do believe that when I am calmed down sufficiently, when I am not acting out with extreme behavior, and when I am calmed down, I do believe that God uses me and can use me as a channel to communicate to another human being. I do believe that when I am sufficiently calmed down and I am not acting out with extreme behavior, I do believe that God can place me and can place you and any of us in the right place at the right time for another suffering soul. You can call it a guardian angel. I don't care what you call it, but it happens in the spiritual condition of calm. And calm is in the center lane. Calm is not far right. Calm is not far left. Calm is straight down the center. And the second the human being, the second the human being deviates from the center line, there can be no peace. One of my favorite quotes out of the 12 and 12 in step, in step 4, 12 Steps and 12 Traditions book, is this. It says, whenever the human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. And there it is. So the name of the game is to stay away from shame. Stop acting out with shameful extreme behavior and you won't slip into shame. I didn't know it, but I was suffering from shame. And when I finally cleaned house and I started to overcome and outgrow fear, I illuminated what was causing me shame and it was these unhealthy, passive-aggressive relationships with other people. And as soon as I corrected and calmed down my relationships with other people, I was able to calm down and correct my relationship with yours truly, me. And then it started to happen. You cannot transmit what you haven't got. I needed to calm down in order to become a purveyor of calm. 
And I do believe that people are attracted to calm. I don't believe people are attracted to fear. I believe fear is very contagious. But I believe calm is just as contagious. And you, my friend, you or your loved one who's struggling, I'm telling you, you can get this. You can get this. You are going to calm down. And don't forget, when God has given you the gift of sobriety, and when God has calmed you down, and when God has placed you in a position of neutrality, safe and protected, don't forget one thing. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. And if you pay it forward, you'll never have to pay it back. Paying it forward means honoring your agreement with the God who saved your butt countless times. And this time, why don't you honor your side of the agreement for a change, okay? Instead of getting all good and groovy and healthy and skipping down the road in your merry way again, why don't this time, why don't you do something different? And why don't you stick around and pay it forward? With all this time you've gotten now with your newfound sobriety, all this time that you've recaptured because you're not looking for the party, you're not partying, and you're not recovering from the party, you've got so much time. I'm telling you, my friend, if you take a fraction of that time and you invest it in another soul, it happens. It happens. The rarest and purest form of generosity is to pay attention to another suffering soul, especially someone you don't know, because familiarity breeds contempt. The rarest and purest form of generosity is to pay attention to another suffering soul. Trust God, clean house, help others. Help others. Remember to pay it forward. Nothing so ensures immunity against the slip as intensive work with another suffering soul. It works when all else fails. You can and you will be uniquely helpful, my friend. Think about that. When you get out of no man's land and you get to the other side, safe and protected in the bosom of Abraham, having put your hand in the hand of the man, all you got to do is reach your hand out to another suffering soul and pull that soul out of no man's land. Pull them and encourage them. You know, only they can really swim toward shore. But there you are, man. You've got the lifeline and you're encouraging them and you can make it happen. Imagine that. The purpose of cleaning house and getting sober, my friend, is so you can be there to help another suffering soul clean house and get sober. It's that simple. And it's beautiful. The name of the game is to stay away from shame. Stop acting out. Practice a little love and tolerance of others. It's our code. Thank you so much for joining me today. And, and um, I have radios here. We've got great programming. I'm Toby C. In this moment, it's our it's our show. And um, spread the message. Be a good messenger just for today. Thanks. <laughs>